Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello again, it me. We've up, this is like the third episode now, so I don't know whether or not introductions are necessary, but just in case you do not know who is speaking right now, I'm Dean Dobbs, and there is another voice with me, and that voice belongs to... Bertie Gilbert. Hello. Hey, hey Bertie, how you doing? Who are we, Dean? Well, films, comedy. We do films, we do comedy, we do all those sort of things. Yeah, let's get on with it. Come yeah, on. Yeah, why not? Come like, on, you know the drill. Yeah, like, today's theme is death. Like, you can see the title, you know yeah. what you're in for. But this is really just an excuse for us to talk about all sorts of stuff. So don't worry, if you're not feeling too deafy, that won't be everything. Yeah. Might Speaking talk. of deaf, yeah. you've got you've been doing a film, Bertie. I have. That I wasn't have. the greatest segue in the world, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I have been doing a film. Uh, thanks for asking. I've got a short film um, called Stomping Grounds that I shot last year, and it's been doing the festival rounds. It's about a, ta- a guy who's too into his tap dancing, uh, he pushes the people around him away. So it's an emotional journey that we're going to go on. Uh, it's got my mate, uh, actor Bill Milner in it, who um, was one of the sweet little kids in Son of Rambo. And also... He was young Magneto. He was young Magneto. In fir- first class. Was it first class? Yes. And he was, was in... really first class? Yeah, man. And wow, it... I don't know why. I feel like I'm convinced that that was an uh, an older X-Men movie. Yeah, I d- yeah. Interesting. Set and pass in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was also he was in a film called Eye Boy uh, on Netflix, which you can watch. And he's just a top bloke, and he and he does a smashing performance in my film. So please watch my film when it comes out. What is your film called? Stomping Grounds. Please watch it when it comes out. Please, thank you. I've seen a rough cut of it, and uh, it was in cut. pretty bad shape. It wasn't pretty bad. <laughs> I hate kidding. that he's seen it. No, I'm kidding. I'll I'm send kidding. you the finish. Yeah, one. I don't usually see Bertie's movies before they're ready. But, um, no, I tried I thought, to limit the amount of people who see them. Well, I mean, I, I thought it looked good. All right, I enjoyed well, it. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. What are you saying? What are you up to? What am I up to? Yeah. Um, nothing. I'm just sort of <laughs> sitting here. All right, should we do the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we don't actually have a guest today, per se. I mean, you could argue that the Grim Reaper is a sort of uh, constant guest in all of our lives. Yeah, I would um, say so, so. So really nothing's different, but please do do stay because... <laughs> We're going to have a lovely chat. We're full of charisma, us yeah. two. You should know that by now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we could have the Grim Reaper as a guest, we would. We would, but he's very booked up. I he's mean, booked I feel, up through... I feel like someone like that becomes very disconnected from people because of his job, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, he sort of lives in his ivory tower, literally yeah. made of ivory, uh, yeah. bones is that what ivory is I was about to ask you that is so, ivory uh, now rec- we have now our confusion is clashed now right I look stupid <laughs> you know like uh, when Harry Potter and Voldemort are like blasting their energy things that's our confusion it's just stupidity <laughs> yeah just like completely matched yeah it's somewhere is the answer but we don't yeah. know it <laughs> but yeah Grim Reaper's not here today but we're going to talk about uh, his, his business his industry the industry he works in death
So for people who don't know, death is when life stops. Interesting. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. I just yeah. I just looked it up and I was like, well, why did yeah. nobody tell me about this? Mind blowing. Yeah, I'd be doing something much bigger than a podcast if I'd known there was a time limit on this shit. <laughs> but, like, no, uh, I think um, death is a hefty hefty subject. Yeah. It's it's the big mystery of life. We've all got a, like we've all got different, equally complicated relationships with death. Yeah, exactly. You know I, mean? I don't think there's anybody on this planet who has a simple relationship with it. There can be people who pretend like they ain't like yeah. sort of a bit weirded out by it. Because but... even people who are like, yeah, I've accepted it. There's a degree of like, wow, you've accepted it a bit too much. Well, like hmm. you could accept being eaten by a shark, but yeah, you, but who are you when that actually happens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, do no, you know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah, when the cookie fucking crumbles, we'll see. We'll see who's not yeah, scared exactly. of death. Yeah, exactly. We'll show that you aren't a cookie. You're a, you're a rive eater. You're nothing. <laughs> Weetabix. You're a, yeah, you're a bloody Weetabix. A dry Weetabix being smashed by a brick. Anyway. That's life and that's death. Exactly. But yeah, I wanted to uh, I wanted to start off with um, our own experiences or first experiences mm. of death. The first time we had to sort of ponder that as a subject. And uh, I guess um, I'll go first, Bertie. So my first experience of death was the classic Lion King death. Spoilers for The Lion King. I mean, my God, if you haven't seen The Lion King yet, I don't know who you are. I, Bert, have you not seen The Lion King? I haven't seen The Lion King. I'm really sorry, Bert. Am I going to have to spoil The Lion King for you? Do you uh, want to plug your ears and then pretend like you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. My, ears, right. my ears are plugged. Right, sick. So um, the, the father of Simba, the main character, the little lion, um, not the, the, the first Lion King, Simba is the next Lion King. Either way, his dad, Mufasa, dies and it's not exactly a scene that they breeze past it is a whole ordeal it's um the way Mufasa dies his brother sticks his claws into his hand he's hanging off a cliff and he says to him long live the king he makes a joke before he kills him throws him off he screams there's wild a sea of wildebeest underneath him his son screams out no it's like a whole thing it's not quick it's like it's they they go for it like they really make you sink into it and you know as a kid i was like what what's happening like i don't i don't i don't get it the bad guys just won like i've never seen that like so early on in a film as well and taking my plugs out yeah so yeah. you've spoiled it now yeah yeah okay. spoiled now we can now. keep going yeah and so um simba um jumps down into the um into the cavern to his father's corpse. I'm really sorry, Bertie. Um, I just took the plugs out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, mate. What's the point? I'm throwing these plugs away. They're very expensive. Fuck but it, like, go on. Um, yeah, like Simba walks up to his um, to his father. His, his father's uh, corpse. <laughs> I'm not dancing around it. Carcass. His carcass. <laughs> his his hot, husk of a body. <laughs> his shell. And he's like, Dad? And you're like, no, don't do that. Don't do the bit where Doesn't the kid's he lift like, up his paw? are you okay? <laughs> yeah, he lifts up his paw. And it just and flops. Like, yeah, he flops. And like, I mean, to be fair, Mufasa looks quite, he looks like he's asleep. Mm. Um, but um, Simba like lifts his paw, gets under him and falls asleep. Oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah, he has a little sleep. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, Scar shows up and goes, Simba, this was your now, fault. Now, I'm going to hazard a guess. Go Is Scar... The villain. Scar is the villain. Okay. Yes. 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 So Scar shows up and says, Simba, this is your fault. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm going, no, it wasn't. You <laughs> did it. Why are you lying? <laughs> so like lies and deceit were not also concepts to yeah. me as a kid. Oh, no. So it was an awful lot to process. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I was so upset. I, I couldn't get over it for the rest of the movie. Like it was That's like, mad. I mean, obviously Timon and Pumbaa showed up and I was like, oh, thank God for this. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that was my first, that was my first time. And like that was, I mean, it's an amazing scene. 
I remember my dad would like watch The Lion King over and over again. Yeah. Oh, really? I think you were telling me the other day, The Land Before Time was yeah. another movie that like messed you up. Yeah, big time. That's. I mean, that's another parent death. The. Do you know what? I mean, it's been a long time, but I think the the death scene of his uh, so it's Littlefoot. He's like a um, he's I think he's a Diplodocus. I think that's what he uh, whatever dinosaur. He's sure. got a long neck. Yes. Um, um, I think when his mum dies, I think the scene is played out in a very similar way. Right. Um. Yeah. Like he has like a, I can't remember. What, she has a little chat with him. I think that's the biggest difference. She says something to him before she passes away. I think a T Rex. Um. Like eats her or something. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. So like, it was incredibly dark. Like there was a there was a bit with um, Littlefoot was sort of like wandering the wastelands of his world, not knowing where to go because obviously his mum's not there. But like, there'd be moments where he'd like he was clearly still holding on for hope. Like there was a bit where he saw a shadow that sort of resembled his mum, and he runs up to it, and it turns out it's just a shadow of a random rock. <laughs> and like the rock is so big, I don't understand how he didn't see it. Like it, it's, and then there's he's a bit, grieving. Yeah, he's grieving, and like. There's also a part where he finds like a footprint. I don't know if it's specifically his mum's, but it's the same kind of dinosaur. And he sleeps in it. Oh. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's so like, it's so fucked up. Oh, like, it's not even his mum's. It might not even be his mum's. It footprint. might not even be, but I don't think that's what he, I don't think it matters. God. Like, kids' movies back then went, went hard. Yeah, they went pretty hard. They? Like, they didn't mess around. I don't know what the, I don't know what the mindset is. I don't know if someone in a studio with a cigar went, right, we need to let these kids um, learn well, some it, bloody harsh realities. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I respect it. Like, I think it's yeah. it's some wonders for people of our generation because I feel like we actually, on some level, do feel like we can process those things um, yeah, better. Yeah. And I, I envy, well, I don't envy, but I'm interested to hear what sort of, um, with Infinity War, because mm. we can't really talk about deaths in movies without talking about one of the most recent sort of yeah, um, yeah. thing. Spoiler alert, um, about half the cast die at the end of Infinity War. They fade away, they turn into... Uh, Turn into dust. I thought they looked a bit like um, you know when you go into kids' playground things. You know those like those little shreds of wood <laughs> that are sort of like on the floor to stop kids from hurting themselves. That's what, what it sort of looked like yeah, a little bit. It did. What are those called? I don't know. Corky wood bits. Corky wood bits. Yeah, corky. There you go. Hello, I'm Corky wood bits. <laughs> oh god, I don't like him. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you all. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but no, it's interesting because like we, I watched that film and, and we're grown up and we sort of are aware of of all the. Uh, the corporate in investment in all these characters now, uh, a, a bunch of them are obviously going to come back, like Spider-Man, for instance. But a child watching Spider-Man beg for his life, <laughs> gasping in the arms of his father figure. I don't want to die, Tony. And he says, I'm sorry, because he thinks it's his fault for some reason. And he's crying. And Tony's like, you're okay, you're okay. You're Wait, okay. hang on, does he say, I'm sorry? He says, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, I didn't, even last, I didn't even know that. Was- <laughs> mate, last thing he says is, I'm sorry. Oh my so god. So you fall, Peter! Oh my god. And like I love to imagine that it was even worse. Like imagine because that's harrowing for children, but what if it what if it was fully like No! No! I don't wanna die! And like Black Panther's like to Charlie's like ah, ah. Like he's just had the biggest movie of the summer and he's yeah. like melting. He's like, <laughs> All it's so gruesome. All of them grew. Like, even Thanos is starting to sweat yeah. a bit. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. And Peter's like, you did this, you fucking did this. No! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man! But, like, to be honest, though, I bet that's what it felt like for kids. I'm, like, yeah. I'm so curious to, like, hear those kids in 10 years talk about that. Yeah, like... I bet, I bet that's what's going to happen, though. They go, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like... <gasps> no, you see, we're numb to it. 
You don't realise. You committed Marvel genocide. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't care if anyone dies. Now I don't care. <laughs> I'm emotionally detached. <laughs> thanks, Marvel. But I will point out, thanks, Mum. <laughs> no, I said Marvel. I you said thanks, Mum. Thanks for taking me to the cinema, <laughs> Mum. Fucking Mum. It's like the, like, the, like the kids are going, no, I've heard what's happened in this movie. Don't take me. And the, kid, yeah. the, the parents are like, you got to fucking grow up. <laughs> you got to accept it. you got to learn a thing or two, haven't you? Peter Parker dies, you know that? I don't want to see that. Mom. He dies scared and alone on a planet. <laughs> he hugs a man he barely knows. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all he's got. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> they knock their kid out. Plop him on the... <laughs> knock him out. They, they knock him out. Plop him on a sofa seat and they crack out a little bottle, put it under his nose and he wakes up <laughs> and he's like seatbelted to the chair. <laughs> You're going to watch it. But like, I will point out... <laughs> I will point out that Loki dies... Like a dog. He, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the least graceful one. Like, he gets choked out like an animal. Well, no, the thing is, he gets choked and then bro- his neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, just for good measure, just to yeah. make sure. That just a little. <laughs> just to make sure. It was honestly, I felt so sorry for him, but like, it, it was did proper set. like Joffrey at the, at the wedding. It was a like, little it bit, was wasn't like it? nostrils bleeding, like white. Be- I couldn't believe that was. They got that like through. Like, that's. If I was a kid, that, that would be horrible. Yeah. This pale, weird goblin g- king. Is he a king? No, he's not a king. I don't know. He's the king of the goblins. <laughs> oh, yeah, the king yeah. of the goblins. Yeah, no, horrific. And then he's just dumped there. It's horrible. He's just dumped, like, yeah, like a, literally like a dog. But like I couldn't, a, like, I, at the same time, like I cattle. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I was on the edge of my seat most of that movie. Hell, man. Because I was like, well, I mean... We said hell, man. I meant to say hell, yeah, I man. We said ant, man. <laughs> ant I was going to say hell, yeah, man. I went, hell, man. Hell, man. <laughs> I don't like that superhero. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> yeah. Hell, man's going to show up in part two. Come and he's here, like, kid. I've got so many people down here. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Who's, Mate, been, I'm, who's I'm, been messing around? I'm overworked. I'm, over, I'm understaffed. I'm overworked. Oh my Come God. on. Guys, crazy theory. Go That's on. it. In, in Avengers Infinity War Part 2, Satan is going <gasps> to show up and he's going to go, it's too bloody full down there. <laughs> Who's been pissing about with the stones? Who's got stones? And they're I like, use my Satan stone. My hell stone. <laughs> my hell stone. And then Thanos is like, sorry, that was that was me. He's like, what are you playing at? You purple prick. You purple, purple pillock. You pu- That's racist. I'm Satan. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to hear what the kids think. And uh, talk about Thanos. What, what happened at the end? Is Thanos becoming a farmer? Oh, today? yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. farmer. Yeah. So I, the thing I liked in that film, I, I like that the final shot is Thanos looking very um, very satisfied with himself, yeah, very content, happy. very at peace. Um, but, like, so he's just on, like, a farm, on a ranch. Yeah. Does he have space cattle? What's, does he have, is he grain, wheat? Well, like, that's the thing, isn't it? now, is he? Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, because like, he believes it's his, um, like, he, I think that's what's cool about him as a villain, isn't it? He believes what he's doing is totally justified and totally right. So, like, him doing this job, it's like, it's his life's work. So I guess, like, he's, like, in human years, he'd be, like, 60, and now he's done his job, and yeah. now he has to retire. So, he, yeah, he goes on a farm. It's in some of the comics. Like, no, it is. Yeah, in some and, of the and... interpretations of that story. He just is pissing about on a farm, and then the Avengers show up and kick his ass whilst he's wearing, like... <laughs> he's got like, straw hat. Straw hat and dungarees on. <laughs> and, like, a little bit of wheat in his mouth. little wheat. He's got a dog. He's got a Labrador. I, like a dog. An like, earth dog. We're talking an like earth an dog. earth dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, like, yeah. they all show up, and he's like, Thanos, and he's like, oh, hey... What's, what's wrong? Like, he genuinely yeah. is like, oh, why are you here? He's like, here you go. I've got some uh, fresh barley water. I made it myself. Do you want to... Fruit and barley? Yeah, do you want... you got some barley water. You got some... I just made it myself. Are you guys thirsty? He's like, no, no, don't play that shit, mate. We know what you did. Well, what did I do? 
We were there. We were there. <laughs> we saw what you did. Yeah, we saw what yeah. you did. Yeah. You're at Wakanda and you killed everybody. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in Avengers 4, the second bit? I have two theories. Oh, two of them. Okay, my first theory is that the second part is much shorter than we anticipated and everyone goes, maybe this was for the best. It's like it's like it's like an infomercial for yeah. like his plan. Yeah. And it's like the world is like the universe is thriving. Yeah. Like technology is evolving. People are surviving. There is enough food to go around. Bellies are full. Yeah. And it's perfection. Nintendo Switches are back in stock. Everyone can get one now. <laughs> Everyone can get one. There's actually a lot of benefits. Like, you know, things don't sell out. Things don't sell out. All yeah. right. What's your second theory? My second theory, um you want my, do you want an actual theory? Sure. Do you want an actual thing? Yeah, go on. Okay. I think um, it's going to be down to Tony to fix it because that, that Doctor Strange sort of said to him, you know, this is Endgame. Mm-hmm. Basically going, this is the timeline where this can be fixed, yeah. Tony. And I think, um, I know people have said like maybe all the souls are inside a, uh, the, the, the soul stone. The or soul something. world. But yeah. I think that's kind of weird. Like they're all just yeah. like, yeah. But um, I think Tony has to make some sort of choice and it's going to end with him well, he, he basically has to like choose a timeline or something to go into or something. And he's going to say, or some of the lines, I don't care which one it is as long as P- Peter is alive. But then he's going to find the one that at the expense of his own life. I think that's what's going to happen is Tony is going to die as a result of that. Right. And they brought up at the beginning of the movie, the first part, that Tony had a dream about a kid. That's right. I think what's going to happen is that it's it's sad, yeah. but it's heroic. It's that the idea that Tony sacrifices himself for the for the greater good, yeah. but can't father his own, his own child like his own dad, like all that sort of biz. But all at the same time, Peter was sort of his sort of um, adopted his, son in his a way. Surrogate, sort of, so yeah. yeah, and I think he learned something. I think that's kind of what, where they might go with it, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I don't know, I don't know if that's like too dark. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's something in it. I think it's kind of a heroic thing because I, I feel like if a hero dies, I feel like it, as long as like. As long as it's not like a perfect wrap up, because I don't think that's ever realistic. No, like, yeah. I don't think people don't die and go, and that was it, guys. We wrote, I mean, all the writers cleared everything up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, we know that his contract's running up or whatever. So, like, <laughs> he has to die. If they did a thing where it's like, I'm going to go retire, you won't see me anymore. Yeah, like, maybe that... I'll come back in a bit, but you won't see me for a Like, I'll be like, I'll oh, piss off. Like, where is he then? Yeah. So he's got to die. Yeah, and I also think, um, if they did that, and like, like I feel like the kid thing is important. Yeah. Because I don't feel like they would have brought that no, up. No, it definitely no is. At least for his arc. Yeah. Absolutely. That obviously makes me go, well, what does Pepper Potts do after that? Like, yeah. Now she's just, she hasn't got it. She, she's like a single mum. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if they go with, this is probably terrible. Actually, it kind no, of tell me, terrible. Tell me, tell me. Well, I was going to say like, it's not like she doesn't have a family, but if she was a more well-rounded character, this could actually work. Yeah. Like the idea of like, um, the Avengers essentially going, we'll help you, Pepper Potts. Yeah. It's like it's a tiny storyline because that kid would have to grow up. No, sure. Um, and obviously that is like, if you want to make more Marvel movies over the 20, 30 years, that's one hell of a build-up. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, totally. Tony Stark some Truman, growing Some up. Truman show. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't know if, um, I don't know if Tony Stark has like a son in the comics. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I don't really. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know a film that made me think about death? What? Weirdly, it was, it was Solo. Oh. Star Wars Story. Okay. Well, he's quite young in that one, but so I don't even have to worry about he it. He is, but the, the, look, the, the thing is... It's a swashbuckling adventure, right? You've it got is. swashbuckling adventure, so much promise, so much youth, so much life. Many buckles so much, are swashed. So much adventure, too many. You could argue, too many. Too many buckles. Um, but I can't wrap myself in that because three years ago, we saw him as an old man wearing the same clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. New jacket. Yeah, but not, like, to be, not to be a bloody nerd about it. Yeah, but like he went to H and M and was like, oh, "I had this jacket from when I was." Have you got like a similar one? Can I can I get that one? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, Han. I mean, mate, if you look, walk, he's basically wearing the same garms. He can't have frills on it, can he? He's ba- like, look, he's basically wearing the same garms. He's on the bridge and he gets stabbed by his son. Right, listen, Harrison Ford isn't fit anymore. If he doesn't wear the right <laughs> clothes, he ain't gonna look like Han Solo. He'll just like, <laughs> like an old man in space. <laughs> look, we saw him on a bridge. Like three years ago, we saw him on a bridge as an old man wearing the same damn clothes get stabbed by his son, right? So I'm there in the cinema and I can't, I can't absorb myself in this story because, because I know how it ends up. Yeah. And I know it doesn't end up good. And all the promise that they're, they're hinting us with is going to come to nothing because he, he dies a horrible, he gets, a coward's death. He dies a coward's death. <laughs> no, he basically he dies on a bridge without any rails. Yeah. Begging, well, essentially trying to get his son to come home and stop being a genocidal maniac. Yeah. Solo, for me, was just more of a reminder of, like, how futile our lives can be and how we can go through so much and have it end up amounting to to blowing up on a planet that your, that oh, yeah. your son's doing. I didn't realise he had, like, a whole, like funeral and cremation sort of thing didn't he he definitely is not coming back he doesn't exist anymore no particle no <laughs> atom of oh Han Solo god. is around it's oh gone mate he's oh gone oh god stop and you know do you remember that's one of my childhood heroes and you're telling me he literally doesn't exist anymore <laughs> that thing <laughs> he's nothing at all <laughs> like you do know though if he comes back as a force ghost it's going to be really awkward yeah like imagine like it's hands on his hips <sighs> hello very good I'm a bloody bluey glow man He's like, Harrison Ford hates this. He's like, I I mean, I think he hated saying move milker. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he liked saying that. Um, But you know, the the death, the death that I always think of with Star Wars, it isn't an actual death that happens in the films. Um, But do you remember in The Force Awakens, there's that bit where uh, Starkiller Base destroys this whole like system, all these planets. Yeah, like three planets or something. Like three planets. And one of them, I believe, Coruscant is on there. Mm -hmm. And we see all these like people cowering in fear. And we were like, 
what if? Because obviously that film came out and they really wanted to please the fans after the prequels. They're like, what can we do to like sh- show of good faith, right? We don't nothing to do with the prequels. If anything, let's <laughs> let's really shit on the prequels. They put Jar Jar in there, right? He's there on that planet, cowering in fear. He has his, his little Gungan kids. Yeah, his little Gungan kids. His wife. He's like giving her one last kiss. He's like, I love you so much. I'm so. It's okay. It's okay. And they're like cowering. He's trying to be brave. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, okay. It's okay. He's so dignified. Yeah, yeah. He's a different man. <laughs> he's talking normally. Yeah. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. Until until the heat, <laughs> the heat is applied. To like. And then he's like, he's like, oh, my ears are melting a little they're bit. They're starting to peel. His ears are starting to peel. His wife's eyeballs are melting in her face, but she's still alive. And she, he's like, he lets it all go. His kids have to watch this. And he's like, oh, no! Missy don't want to die! Missy don't want to live! And it keeps going. His kids are like, melting into him. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're fusing, like some like Cronenberg thing. Yeah, they're like, becoming a Cronenberg monster. Yeah, they're like fusing into him, and we're like, JJ, that's enough. That's enough. It's like in the last. <laughs> God, like, no wait. Was it from who? What Star Wars film does he go? That's enough. Doesn't Huck say that? Uh, yeah, Huck says that when yeah. they're blasting Luke. Yeah, yeah, it's like that, but we're saying it to JJ about killing Jar Jar. <laughs> That's enough! And it's like gone on for minutes, and he's like... Thought, he's like bubbling. He's <laughs> JJ's like, I thought that's what you wanted. And he's, then some random, like, typical Star Wars nerd is like, mate, we're not sadists. Yeah. We just thought he was annoying. Well, you could have fooled me, mate. You could have <laughs> fooled yeah. me. Sorry, you've been <laughs> holding on to this shit for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought you wanted this guy to burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you know where he actually is in the uh, in the in the current chronology? Where is he? So he's alive. He's alive and well, not well. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um in the in there's a book um that they released shortly after Force Awakens. Um, they talk about a Gungan who's on the um, streets of a random desert planet and he's a street performer and kids are like throwing coins at him and like taking the piss out of him. Oh yeah. my, and that is like, like as bad as what yeah. we're saying. People are like sh- like basically shouting curse words at him because they blame him for, what for the Empire. I mean, it was kind of his fault. Yeah, it was kind of absolutely his fault. Delegates of the Senate. <laughs> I always remember him saying that. Classic Jar Jar. Give emergency powers to the Supreme Chancellor. Who gave that guy emergency anything? <laughs> <laughs> so he's on the street. He's like they're yeah. pelting him with tomatoes. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I imagine him in one of those, what are they? What are they? Oh my God. Oh no! What? What are they called? The, the things where you sort of ha- you get you they put your head and hands in them and you sort of hang. Oh, them. like the gallows. That's stocks. Yeah, I imagine him in a stock and they're throwing tomatoes. Oh at him my god! Like some hunchback in Notre Dame he's on, shit. He's on some like seventeen hundreds like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like France. He's in some like yeah. Oh. If anything, that's more sadistic than, than what we're him. saying because at least we're yeah. killing him. Yeah, we're, no. putting, we're giving him peace. We're putting him to rest. No, Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars. I mean, guys. I mean, you talk about Kathleen Kennedy, but she's giving you the eternal suffering of Jar Jar Binks. You're He's still alive, and his life is worse than ever. Oh, uh, uh, he doesn't deserve that. Not my Jar Jar. Not my Jar Jar. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. Not my. Not all Jar Jars. Not all Jar Jars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a lot of death. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we talk about something sort of loosely connected to death? Yeah. And that would be the supernatural aspects. Ooh. Don't worry, we're not going to say ghosts are real or anything dumb like that. Yeah. But uh, Bertie, have you had a weird sort of dream or a supernatural experience? What you got? I can't, I can't say I've had like an, an especially supernatural experience, but I had a dream, like the worst dream I've ever had that has really stayed with me. And on paper, it doesn't sound too scary. Right. Um, but hopefully I can sell you on it. So well, everybody close their eyes. And everybody, all right, everybody. Bit of ASMR here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of ASMR there, but um, close your eyes. 
imagine this, a white void. This stream isn't through my eyes. There's like cuts, there's edits. It's, it's almost like, yeah, it's like edited together. It's very filmic. A white void. There's this kind of like ambient, horrible droning sound. It goes like... Like really creepy, just constant. And there is a stool with a plate of raw bacon on it, right? And then we have Catherine Tate, the comedian Catherine Tate, in her nan getup, in her like old lady nan getup, cardigan, the works, grey hair. And she's very slowly taking the raw pieces of bacon. She's putting it on her face. She's laying the pieces of bacon all over her face until it's covered. She's like, she's got makeup on, and then she's got the, the bacon there. Oh and then when she's done, <laughs> when she's done, she looks straight down the lens and goes, Bounty! And then I woke up. Oh. And it was horrible. Doesn't that sound horrible? It does, yeah. Like it was, when it did was... you wake up? Like nighttime, morning, what? Middle of the night. It was one middle of those of ones, like oh. sweaty middle of the night. Like that's like a legit, a legit nightmare. Oh man! But it, but but I've never had like a nightmare that was like I was chased by a murderer. No no no. It was Catherine Tate bacon on her face. <laughs> oh god! Um, <laughs> Have you had any sort of uh, I don't know like weird dreams? Any? any... Yeah, uh, I would say the one that really sticks with me um, is it was a dream when I was like super super young, um, like. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. Not not even 10, I right. don't think. But I dreamt that I was in this uh, big room and my dad was on an armchair watching TV. And it was the most cliche, like, static. He was watching static on the TV. Oh. And I remember I was looking at that. And I wasn't unnerved. I was just sort of a bit confused. Yeah. But then I looked to the right and there's this glass pane door there. And I, you know, open it and I look outside. And in the sky, for some reason, there's this sort of, like, hazy, like, it's in the night sky, this hazy picture of a black panther on a tree that just spread out, looking right at me. And in, uh, below him is a, you know, a lake or whatever, and there's a crocodile in there, and there's, like, an elephant and various other animals. And I remember, like, it was gorgeous. It was yeah, really, it, it was, sounds it, it beautiful. Very, in stark contrast to my dad watching uh, black and white flies on the TV. Yeah. But, like, I just remember, like, it was such a weird thing, and I woke up from it. And that image had stuck with me through childhood to, you know, adulthood and stuff like that. But um, I remember years and years later, I went on a family holiday to Benidorm. <laughs> and my parents are big fans of going to like British pubs right. when they go on holidays. I don't know why. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, we were in one of those and I look over and there's this old man at the bar and on his back is a tattoo of the exact same image. It was so spot on. incredible. And it was like, it felt like someone dropped a pebble in my reality. Like. It was ridiculous. I can't, I can't, I can't. Try and fathom that. I can't yeah. try and like give any explanation. And I, I wish, I wish, like part of me always goes, I'm like, I wish that I'd gone up to him and, you know, talked to him. But what would you say? You've been in my dreams. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No. Freddy? I don't know how I'd organically put, bring that up into conversation. And how old are you again? Uh, I'm going to say I was probably about, I was still on my Mario hype at this point. So I'm going to say maybe 11. So he's like, he's like finishing up a pint and this kid comes over to him and says, I've seen your tattoo in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the night sky though. It wasn't on your old wrinkly horrible back. <laughs> I wouldn't have said something like that as a kid. Would you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you little shit. That's uh, mad though. That like... It was pretty creepy. That... But in like, a, in, like, I don't know. It could have been a trap or it could have been uh, a huge turning point in my life. Who knows what it could have been. That just freaks me out, man. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? I mean, we've, I think, we've managed to somehow talk about death in a not too morbid 
and horrible way. We've yeah. mostly related it to movies and, and silly stuff. It's been weirdly, it's been weirdly positive. Well, yeah. sort of positive. Yeah, <laughs> as positive you can... as you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, before we go, like, what? Just generally, what are your feelings on death? How do you feel about it? Have you come to terms with it? Um, no, no, I haven't. I feel like I feel like it's foolish for you to come to terms with it. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, totally. Um, I think. Honestly, I'm open to anything at this point. Mm-hmm. I think uh, part of me is like, no, of course I don't want that to happen. That yeah. sounds rubbish. But at the same time, who knows what's going to happen? You could be sent somewhere. I'd be bloody freaked out if I like died and woke up like a, a younger version of me. Because that's the other thing. Why is it in films? I'm sorry to bring it to films. No, please. You die as an old man, but then in heaven you're young again. Yeah, that's There's weird. Something weirdly like vain about. Why that, does heaven like, conform to like our worlds, our our society's idea of like you can valuing a, youth? Yeah, you can only be youthful age. in heaven. There ain't no monsters in heaven. That's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, no, that is weird. Hey, you know what? Heaven. Hey, God, I'm talking to you now. You're a bit bit problematic, mate. You've got to be more inclusive. You've got to be more inclusive. But yeah, seriously. Like, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I think stakes are important in a, in a story and in our lives, and death is sort of the main bloody motivator isn't it it's the full bloody stop yeah it's the <laughs> it's the full bloody stop mate so you better you better crack on you better crack on that's right listeners you better get on with it stop listening to this podcast because times are ticking yeah this is a waste of time stop listening there's going to be somebody who's like i actually agree actually, yeah, actually should, should we get on with something yeah yeah well what about you what do you what do you think? i'm i i'm scared of it i'm frightened of it mm-hmm. um and that's sensible. But yeah, it, it kind of energizes me a little bit. And I was walking through the street the other day and I was like, you know what? The world is a it's quite a nice place, isn't it? There's all sorts of stuff going on. As per usual, thank you so much to Acast and Shotglass Media for their production support. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Please, we beg you. Leave a review if you're feeling a bit typey. Uh, we put out <laughs> an episode of this every Monday. And if you'd like to get in touch with us with any discussion topics, please, please do tweet us. We yeah. love to talk about bits, bobs, things, stuff. <laughs> bits and bobs. We love to talk about bits and bobs. <laughs> we love to talk about bits, objects. <laughs> Honestly, you know, if you want, to, you want to talk about death some more, send us some deafy tweets. Send us, send us some death threats. <laughs> Go on, let's get involved. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come Let's on. get cracking. Send me a death threat. Let's go. Go on. I've got thick skin. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.